0: hello and welcome to spotless your podcast for everything new in the field of professional cleaning and hygiene powered by interclean my name is robert selling director of interclean and it's my pleasure to talk to you about the latest trends and development in the professional cleaning and hygiene industry Today we're going to talk about a very exciting topic that we've already previously covered in a number of white papers and articles, um, which is not perhaps the first thing you think about when it comes to cleaning and hygiene, but is a very crucial topic, the topic of food safety. And in one factor is of course cleaning when it comes to food safety, but there's also another aspect which is designing in a way so that food safety is ensured. And there's even a specific association completely dedicated to that field the European Hygienic Engineering Design Group. And I'm very pleased to be joined today by Adrie van der Berg, the Operations Director of EH, as they call themselves, and Hein Timmerman, the President of EH. A very warm welcome, Adrie and Hein.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So uh, thank you for, uh, for joining us uh, today. Could you perhaps uh, both give a quick introduction about EH and, uh, and
1: about yourselves and what you do at, uh, at EH? Hein, the floor is yours. The floor is mine. And it was mentioned to be a short introduction. So Hein <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Hein Timmerman, the name may sound Dutch, but I'm really from uh, Belgium, a uh, city called Kent, beautiful city, by the way. Uh, as you mentioned, EH, European Hygienic Engineering Design Group, where I'm currently uh, elected as uh, president. But basically, uh, EH is a voluntary organization. So I have also another job, also well known in the cleaning sector. Um, My paid job is for Diversity, uh, where I worked for thirty years in hygiene uh, for the food and beverage industry. My job title there is global sector specialist. So Avi, the floor is yours. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, no, to add to that, uh, you know, uh, short introduction of uh, of EH, EH the uh, as you. Mentioned so perfectly, European Hygienic Engineering and Design Group um, is a foundation which was uh, founded in 1989. It's um, an institution for the general benefit, and um, we work with uh, supply food supply chain uh, uh, specialists. So, uh, like Hein pointed out, these are all uh, vol- this is all work done on a voluntary basis. Uh, what we provide uh, to the industry is uh, is guidelines on how to develop um hygienic design um, in valves, in filters, in welding, in uh, connections, etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, on top of that we do uh, training and education based on the guidelines that we uh, that we write and, and we do certification of um, parts and equipment. Uh, that is basically what we offer the industry. Uh, currently we have uh, over 30 active working groups, working on uh, new guidelines on sustainability, on maintenance, on chocolate. Uh, These are topics that are uh, new uh, in the pipeline and also on uh, revisiting existing guidelines because we've set ourselves the goal that every five year a guideline is being revisited and see if it's still state of the art. So I think in a nutshell that is uh, that is what EH is about and how we operate. We operate in more than 50 countries worldwide And we have approximately a pool of uh, 500 volunteers out of a database of 2,500 people from close to 700 organisations in the industry.
0: Oh, great! And it's great to thank you, Dan, for also for putting your voluntary time in joining us for this uh, for this podcast. Um, but just just stepping a, a little bit back, p- p- because I think perhaps not all our listeners will be familiar with the concept of, of hygienic design. So,
1: what is hygienic design, and, and what is the importance of it? Uh, let, let, let me let me try to connect the dots. Uh, we were your introduction. You were talking about food safety, and food safety has has many prerequisites. Uh, cleaning and sanitation is one of the prerequisites of food safety. Uh, personal hygiene is a prerequisite. Uh, glass policies are prerequisites. But one of the most underestimated uh, prerequisites is is the design of the material, the design of the equipment you use to produce food. And this is as well in the food and beverage industry, uh, as well as in retail or or Uh, Food service restaurants, or everywhere you you try to create safe food, that's hand food safety. But the the relation, the real relation is, everybody knows that some equipment is very difficult to clean. So I always tell you know, if you can't see it, you can't reach it, you can't clean it, and there is the risk. We're talking about food safety on the microbiological scale. We're talking about the food safety incidents we had with, with the salmonella and chocolate, yeah. with, with Listeria, which closes factory also in the Netherlands, everywhere in the world. On a, uh, At last in a regular base, there are food safety incidents. And this is all, and when you do a real root cause analysis, you end up with the design of the equipment. So there is something still been doing wrong when conceiving. If, if, if you go to a butcher and you look at his cutting machine, his slicer, well, this equipment is damn hard to clean. You have to really dismantle the blade, put it soaking in a sink somewhere with a special sanitizer, and then still the little screw on the head is still open screw thread, and there you can't reach it. But there the bacteria hide. Hence, yeah, this these food safety problems are everywhere in the industry. Yeah, so it's about... Designing
0: equipment, designing a factory in such a way that it can easily be cleaned. To to yeah. to, to summarize. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So perhaps even stepping even further back, why is food safety so crucial in the first place?
2: Uh, <laughs> I think it's yeah. That's a very hypothetical question. If you don't eat safe food, you're not safe, and you will either get sick or worse. And there are you know incidents uh, known over the last few years. I think. Uh, um, the number that I read this morning was that there were over two hundred and forty people killed last year, only by listeria incidents yeah. in the uh, in the states. Now, <laughs> compare that to a pandemic uh, okay. on a, on a global scale.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, I think we we have a big problem, and yeah. that we can avoid easily by cleaning in the right way, but also designing in the right way so that um, the places, equipment, and uh, and the food factories are cleanable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The the, the the importance of food safety is depending on the size, of course, uh, because when you're cooking at home and, and one hour later you eat your food and sometimes you, if you read the wrong muscle, for example, you could mm. end up the whole night in the bathroom. <laughs> but that's only one person. Yeah. If, if a food factory who produces food and spreads it all over the world, it's a different size. If you have in-flight catering, which is also... Uh, a food manufacturing plant, which ships his meals in in thousands of flights for 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 ten thousands of people the same night. If there something happens, yeah, you can end up killing people all over the world, and that is, yeah, and that will blame that will blame the brand, the brand integrity. If something happens, for example, in a food service restaurant, if there would be uh, one of the famous brands, uh, I'll call it the McDonald's, Colonel, kind of the Burger, I won't. Not intentionally use these names, but if something happens there, it's in the newspaper. Yeah, and the and the brand is damaged, and it it's not only about people; it's about a lot of money. Yeah, so I think you uh, yeah.
2: <clears throat> you no. can remember Easter Thanks. last year, where you know all the uh, Kinder um, eggs. You know that's the moment that you want to have eggs in the shelves in the supermarket <laughs> had to be taken out of the supermarket because of the. Uh, uh, I think it was Listeria or Salmonella. Hein, you were. Yeah, indeed. Some... It. it was a lisa- uh, Salmonella infection, eh?
1: Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah.
2: So and that was uh, thousands of uh, tens of uh, hundreds of thousands of uh, chocolate eggs,
1: and global. this, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: and this this factory was uh, uh, down for more than four months. Yeah. So. so uh, yeah.
0: So it's about brand reputation. It's about money. It's of course about about lives. Um. Saving lives, but but is sufficient attention paid to this topic? Because on, on one hand we say, well, it's hypothetical, it's crucial. On the other hand, apparently, Kinder has to recall these eggs. Uh, uh, people die from listeria every day, according uh, according to the to these numbers. Is is it not? Is there sufficient
1: attention paid to the topic? In your well, we, not so. yet, not yet, because. It, it, it's not only the equipment. It starts with building your premises. It's starting with, with the hygienic design risk assessment. Where do these listeria, the salmonella are originating from? It mm-hmm. comes with the raw materials. It comes from the food. Yeah. If it's in the building, it's, it's your commercial kitchen, is it, is it cleanable? How, how about your building? How about your roof, your walls, your floors, your drains? So it it is more than just the simple screw in the slicer. It's the yeah. full holistic approach, and every every little chain, every little shackle in the chain has an influence on food safety. Yeah, yeah. And so I, 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 if I'm not mistaken the focus
0: of your association, your group is more the food processing industry. So the, 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 the big kitchens, the, the airplane kitchens you mentioned, or the, the food factories, the food processing yep. industry. Uh, most of our listeners will probably come more for the field of food, uh, food service, like the McDonald's, the Burger King's hotels, yes. catering companies, etc. cetera. Um, can these things that you just mentioned also be applied to, to their sector?
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah,
1: absolutely. If you have, if you, uh, the only difference is probably the size. If you have a fryer in a chips factory, you're talking about an, a 20,000 liter of oil. If you talk about a fryer uh, in in a food service, it's 10 liters. But the problems are the same.
2: Yeah,
1: the cleanability is as difficult. You know, if you fry your oil for two weeks in 180 degrees, the layer of of soil you have there is is is, is thick. And it all depends on size, but you need to clean it. You need to it, and in order to clean it, it needs to be cleanable. Yeah. 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 The problems we, are the same. And as yeah. he has we write understandable guidelines. We have basic fundamental design criteria. We talk about uh surface roughness, we talk about no sharp corners, we talk about no horizontal surfaces, so water will flow off. So this hygienic design principle are valid as well for the industry as well as for the food service operations. And Parise,
0: even at home, I'm just thinking about my own kitchen, which has, which has a design flaw that there's this little corner that I really can't clean. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, but are there yeah. any like, like lessons really? learned that you could give to, to the food service industry or any quick wins that, that, that you would advise any food service operation to, uh, to implement right away?
1: Well, it is... It is not a silver bullet. Hygienic design is not a silver bullet. You have to consider hygienic design from day one. You start to think about your operation. So really hygienic design should be already in the head of the architect, Mm. should be in the head of the constructor, of the builder, of the masons, of the the people who make the roof, the logistics, the flow. It should be in in the head of the purchaser because if purchasing... Uh, responsible for a big organization, only is looking at at uh, the, the things he have used in the past, uh, which always have been good. And and if if I buy ten, it might be cheaper. Yeah. That's not a good philosophy. He needs to be trained in hygienic design. Be aware that he has to go for the right uh, materials of construction. That he Maybe should it. he should not compromise food safety.
2: Now, maybe a nice, nice example to to add to this is uh, we were in uh, in in Turkey last uh, last week, and um, we visited the plant, a complete new factory for frozen for frozen fruits, and the the first thing they, the the company owner did before you know even putting one shuffle into the ground was uh, to say, okay, I have twenty people here; they're going to assist with uh, with building my factory. I give them a hygienic design training on anything that has to do with installing the equipment, on anything that has to do with floors, walls, ceilings, etc. Because my factory needs to be hygienically designed and I need to make sure that everything that I produce is safe because his biggest export market was Korea and the States. Now, it's crucial that uh, you get these products over uh, in in the right way. The next thing they did... Is any contractor that they um, hired was also given a hygienic design training, so that the contractor, the designers, the architects knew exactly what they were talking about, and they were on an even playing field. So, in in your uh, first question, is there enough attention? Yes, in some companies uh, there is, in some regions there is. The um, funny thing is, we were founded, like I said, in 1989. Um, and we were founded by um, the European Union, by money from the, the investments from the European Union. Why? Because in the mid-80s, there were a lot of food incidents. The European Union approached uh, Unilever, GEA, and, and a few other um, big players in the, in the food industry to come with guidelines to avoid the, the food incidents that were uh, taking place in the mid-80s. Because, yeah, people were literally dying. And, of course, not healthy persons that, you know, can yeah, live through this if they're uh, ill for a few weeks. But a lot of uh, elderly people uh, couldn't yeah, couldn't survive just by having um, food incidents. So, yeah, since um, approximately 30 years, there's more focus on this, but not in the way we want it and not in the way, in, in the way it should be. And we see, um, um, yeah. Funny enough, markets like, uh, like Turkey, where they really take this seriously. And I think it's a very nice example on, uh, in the yeah. question that you just asked. Yeah.
0: So where's the, where's the most to gain then, for, uh, for right now?
2: And it depends on how you approach that. You know, socially, uh, the most to gain is that uh, you have less people ill, which mm-hmm. means uh, more productive people because they don't stay at home and they're, uh, yeah, they contribute. Um, but for the food industry companies as well, you know, um, less cleaning time, less downtime of the uh, of the fabric, uh, less usage of water, less detergents, um, saving a lot of money, saving a lot of the resources. Um, yeah, we've seen studies where this was uh, calculated through, and uh, downtime came back um, with eighty percent. Now that's of course an enormous accomplishment. If you go from uh, cleaning once every uh, 10 days to cleaning once a month because the design is better, then you can easily um, put a a bottom line uh, figure (laughs) on top of that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So I think our our listeners are are, are faced with all all kinds of challenges right now, things like rising costs lack of staff need to be more efficient, need to be more sustainable. How, how, what how should food what role can food safety or hygienic design play in play in these kind of considerations?
1: I think a, a big a big mission also for EHdge is training, is training and awareness of all levels in the industry. And not only the quality managers, but also the operators, also the management. Everybody who's, who's having a, play, a role to play in the production of safe food must, must have a high level of awareness. We, we see a big gap there. We see a big gap. Even in our own organization, uh, we have a lot of gray hairs with a hell of a lot of experience but we're missing the bridge to to the universities to the to the younger people the new generation who will be the future quality managers so really we are we are organizing exercises to to bridge that gap we're reaching out to universities to academia to their organizations to embed this this lack of knowledge in their in their curriculum in their in their training in their courses uh program so that, that a young food technology student is aware about hygienic design. That a young architect who wants to build a hygienic building for the food industry, for the food retail, is aware of, of some concerns in his building. So, And this is, this is one of the biggest gaps we are trying to address. Yeah. So, so would you
0: say that hygienic design is underappreciated then right now? It's,
1: it's sometimes not known. Not 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 known even (laughs) yeah. The (laughs) the importance of hygienic design is for some, uh, yes, some people. Only it's it's only when you work a while as as quality manager in the food organization that you you start to see the the importance. But you should know it from day one. Yeah 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 exactly. Um, so there are also a lot of
0: new technologies, new innovations entering the cleaning industry, or I'm sure also the food service industry, like like robotics or uh, AI. Uh, how might these benefit the your industry or hygienic design in in the future?
2: Yeah, robotics. I think it, it's it's a known. Uh, if you look at the, uh, the, the the meat industry or the meat processing industry, for example, a lot of the primal cut is already done by mm-hmm. uh, by robots instead of uh, human beings it makes uh, uh, also uh, you know the 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 humans that used to do this that were sort of uh, up for retirement uh, in their late 30s or early 40s because the the job itself was so tough mm-hmm. and so demanding uh, that's where we we see the first uh, benefits of the robotics if you look at uh, developments as uh, as big data and and those kind of uh, um, yeah, new initiatives. Then we see that we, uh, when building a factory, we can predict beforehand when uh, cleaning should be uh, uh, propo- uh, taken care of, or when a certain parts of um, of a complete plant should be dismantled for cleaning. Because with the big data, we can pr- predict that beforehand, and we don't have to wait and see if uh, if incidents take place. Yeah. So I think that's a, a very important step forwards with uh, building the models and the data models and also putting together the, the fabric uh, or the plant in the in the perfect way.
1: Yeah, and, I, I yeah. can connect that, that for sure that big data or what we call AI, artificial intelligence, will will help, help definitely also here in food manufacturing. An important element is that that we see we see the uh, in the innovation steps, we see a lot of new sensor technologies because you cannot generate data if you don't have mm-hmm. the right sensor yeah. to capture we see developments of sensors, for example, for biofilms and water circuits that you know that you can predict when something is growing there. So you can do you can do interventions before something goes wrong, and this is the real power. Yep. We use we use a lot already a lot of uh, algorithms to give uh, compliance reporting. Compliance reporting. Well, also in a food retail, you have you have your dishwasher, and we think it's running at seventy degrees, but we don't know because nobody takes a look at it unless you you put the right sensor package, and and you can if something goes wrong, you give a warning that an operator can can do something before it's too late. So in that way, you can also assure. Food safety. These are simple examples, but yeah, the industry is working very hard for it. It could give in case something goes wrong, that you have compliance reporting, but that you also have this this management by exception. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: so we've we've heard a lot of things that can be improved. We had a lot of uh, le- lessons to be learned. We ha- we heard a lot of points where where the industry can can move forward. Uh, but if there's one focus for that EH will have the coming next years, what, what would it be? there's one thing that
1: you would really want to focus on, what should it be? Well, I think I, uh, I might. I, I, will, I will stick to my story is that, yeah. that training. Training. That training? Yeah. Okay. We have the habit of doing lots of trainings, but still it's very technical. And we talk to engineers and then you have three days classroom, but nobody has time for that. So yeah. we're really investing in, in ready-to-use modules in e-learning you know, if we see the young generation, they have 10 seconds of attention to a screen and then they scroll <laughs> on. And so, so we're trying to capture that in our e-learning packages or whatever you call it to give these short, concise messages to, to, to help them capture the knowledge and embrace food safety in that way, embrace the design needs, embrace to be very professional in the things they do, to be responsible, to be accountable for the food they produce.
2: Yeah, and we, we do that through the whole line. So we be now also partner with uh, with EFOS for example, the organisation in food safety that has over 300 or even 400 university members. Uh, we are introducing a mentorship programme for PhD and master students, so that at the very early, uh, from a very early age onwards, we start training people on hygienic design and also, you know, making these people familiar with the whole mm-hmm. concept of hygienic design from early onwards and not when they are 5 years uh, in the industry or uh, um, a thing like that so it's it's the the whole concept of making sure that we become part of the curriculum uh, Wageningen University is uh, is also training on the hygienic design now we have it in, uh, in in other countries as well and and the people in the industry like Hein pointed out are being trained more and more as well
0: yeah. and and if our listeners would want to know more about this hygienic design now that they realize how important it is. What uh, what can you do? What uh, what can you advise them to do?
2: I would say type in www.ehedg.org.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that- then. Our website is a mainstream of communication. Yeah. Of course, we have LinkedIn channels and short movies and interviews. You can find a world of information, but the, the main source is everything links back to our website who's really a database of a lot of knowledge and a lot of connections. You can really discover the network and a network depends depends on the subject matter experts. And as Advi as mentioned, we have more than 2,500 all over the world of, of these gray-haired experts uh, <laughs> which are reachable to share the knowledge. Yeah.
2: Some so. are also bold, huh? <laughs> <don't happen. laughs> Well, No, but we, are, we also have a lot of young people on board, but the, the majority... Is uh, is 50 plus. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, that is true, but uh, yeah, there is a mix of people, and we are uh, really trying to get the uh, the younger generation in as well. So uh,
0: yeah. So this is also a call to to a younger generation coming into the industry to uh, embrace the importance of hygienic design, and by all means uh, find eHatch and uh, see what you can learn from the the gray and bold. Old man, to become an expert uh, yourself.
2: Yeah, just contact us, and uh, and we are we are happy to uh, to provide you with extra information. And there's a lot of uh, information, uh, generic information, freely available on our website as well. Uh, a bunch of white papers that you can download. A bunch of uh, uh, general guidelines that are applicable not only to the uh, food processing industry, but also to the caterers, the commercial kitchens, the institutional kitchens, etc. So, uh, yeah, just make use of that. That's what I would like to uh, uh, say to your audience.
0: Okay, well, thank you. And I think that's a nice conclusion to, uh, to our podcast and to our, to our conversation. So, uh, thank you, Adria, and thank you, Hein, for, for joining uh, this podcast and for sharing your expertise and your insights on, uh, on food hygiene, uh, and especially, of course, hygienic uh, design. Um, and for our listeners, back home thank you for tuning in Uh, be sure to check out Spotify and SoundCloud for our earlier podcasts and if you would like to know more about food safety in your food service industry go to our website intercleanshow.com to download our white paper about a safer way forward the critical importance of food safety or if you're more into pictures our infographic on six ways to get switched onto food safety until next time thank you Robert thank you